Hey, where you learn that from? Grand Theft Auto 3. Word, can I borrow that? You got a uh, PlayStation 2? No, I got Gamecast. Gamecast? Welcome back to the Gamecast, the show where we bring you all the things that are happening in the industry. Of course, you have your hosts, me, Malls, and my two co-hosts, Anime Hero 92 and Rager underscore Fiasco. Uh, look, t- today is one of those weird days where uh, most of the news is, is good. It's nothing like, nothing uh, all too negative. Um, so, you know, and that doesn't always happen. Sometimes I'm just coming at you with the bad news and days I'm coming at you with the neutral news. And then some days, you know, I'm just giving you all the gifts. Speaking of gifts, Black Friday is next week. I hope, you know, and we got all the circulars out. Uh, I'm not shopping on Black Friday. Howard knows me and Black Friday are literally like like a religion um but i will not be shopping black friday at least not physically i don't even think digitally uh because after the two systems your boy is broke broke and i'm still trying to save up for a wedding so it wasn't the best financial move to buy two systems and get a new phone while trying to save up for a wedding but you know you know look i'm i'm all for transition and i feel like i'm in a new transition so i like to just kind of go all in and then recuperate from there um but (laughs) starting off so, uh, have y'all been following Nintendo World? Uh, and I don't mean, like, like over in New York. I mean the actual theme park that they're building in Japan. Yeah, bits no. and pieces. Okay, it's it's really dope. Um, yeah. And good news is, it's like, we're done. So, of course, actually, Nintendo World was slated to open uh, this year for reasons that we all know. Uh, it that shall not be named uh, did ruin those plans. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's better to be safe than sorry. And, but... What's good is that because the construction essentially had to be halted, or, or rather not construction, because people couldn't kind of flow in and drive in, uh, they, it allowed them to really just flush everything out. Um, and I'm finding that all over the place with COVID. Like, like a lot of infrastructure is getting built kind of quickly um, just because you're not dealing with the, you know, the traffic of people and all that good stuff. So... Uh, basically, official renders are out. And I'm definitely going to have visuals here so everyone can see exactly what it looks like. This theme park looks crazy. And I'm super excited for it. I, I'm kind of... I'm a little glad that it did get pushed because me and my fiancé were going to go to Japan this year. Uh, we were supposed to go in April. And that was actually the place I was going to propose. We had I had a whole shit lined up, but COVID... Oh, it that shall not be named. Uh, said no, and it is what it is. Um, but I, I'm glad that now I know we're not going this year, you know, at, if we end up going next year, which I don't think will happen, um, just because, uh, saving money, but if we do end up going next year, by then maybe this, this theme park will be done, but, uh, it's slated to open next spring now. And I just wanted to share this one excerpt. So it said first that there are coin blocks everywhere. Uh, for a reason. <laughs> and the rear of the park is dominated by the Mario Kart ride, an enormous rendering of Bowser's castle, uh, castle complete with N64-style polygon styling. And, you know, it's... Like I said, I'll have uh, different pictures, especially the updated photos uh, showing over this, but it looks really cool. Um, I think, and to me, it's, it's so Japan to take something as beloved as Nintendo and say, well, let's make a theme park out of it. I, I And I also think this is... Nintendo kind of getting back to its roots. Uh, for those that don't know, Nintendo did start off as a toy company, not a gaming company. And they actually made really good toys. Like, these weren't some just basic, like, they were actually legitimate 
good stuff. I've seen a few YouTubers unbox them and, and things like that. And I'm seeing more and more Nintendo going back to the hardware side of things just as much as the software. I think Nintendo, in their brilliance, has created multiple mascots, right? And these these mascots can push things on their own. But it, it's really cool that, uh, you know, that that you can bring them all together, almost like an Avengers crossover, and and have them kind of hover over different projects under one thing. So uh, I'm super excited. I really, really want to see it. Even I, I want to go to I want to go to Japan anyway. I'm wearing Japan stuff all the time, uh, Japanese stuff and uh, it just adds more to the list of things that I want to see once, once I do eventually make my make my trip out there. And I just think it's really cool that gaming is shifting to outside of just our medium. It, it's that powerful. It has that much weight now uh, that we can build whole theme parks based off the mascots of, of games that we that we full hold uh, near and dear. So I'm really excited for that. And uh, I'm just really glad to hear that the, the production is doing really well and that they're really they're essentially good to go that was basically the update is that the you know in sending out the new pictures it was like we good now at this point it really isn't i think at this point it really is just more watching covid and because there has been a devastating second wave of covid throughout europe throughout many different asian countries so i think right now they're kind of just watching those numbers and determining then you know how many people can they have kind of flow and all that good stuff so uh, hopefully it all works out and uh, and they can open up maybe even sooner than later, uh, but we'll still see. Uh, the... You know that uh, Sonic one second. Well, oh yeah, look. I mean, because when I think of again, when I think of mascots, uh, let me rephrase that. When I think of like mascots, that's like E for everyone, right? Because of course PlayStation has their mascots, you know Xbox too. But when I think of mascots that are near and dear to adults and children, I think of Nintendo and I think of Sega. Right, and so I think Nintendo's in a prime position to create something big like this. And I think if Sega was as prominent and as big of a company as they were going back to the early '90s, we very well could have been seeing a a Sega theme park. I think a Sega theme park would still work. Um, My hope is that in this Nintendo theme park, that they could maybe put in little, like you know, odds to nods to other different games and things like that. Um, kind of like how Smash Brothers has turned. Smash Brothers turned from a straight-up Nintendo mascot fighter to, all right, we got <laughs> we got Harry Potter <laughs> coming in this. <laughs> coming this uh, Wait, man, dunking on people. <laughs> look, man, like, you know, so I, it, it would be really cool if this theme park, while it started off Nintendo, becomes kind of like a game theme park. Like, it just uh, a love for all things games and... Like Nintendo can make a lot of money off that too. That thing would be popping, yes, popping, and then you going in, you're buying merch from all different IPs. Oh, and then that company gets the, the portion of the profits. Nintendo takes no L's. Let's just say that. that oh, uh, Wii U was a little bit of L, but they never, they they never fail, right? They may lose some battles, but they they don't lose the war. And Nintendo is just just on it. So, congrats, yeah, congrats to Nintendo. Congrats to the team. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, shoot. Look, look, if y'all keep supporting the show, you know, and all of a sudden the funds start to come in, you know, maybe we could do a game cash trip out there. We could do a whole vlog. Look, y'all help us and we'll help you. <laughs> okay? Yes, so we will. Send Absolutely. some donations, you know. You know, we got maybe some ads <laughs> running. Catch me in that Kirby section all day. Look, 
catch me just catch me all over. i don't even know where I, <laughs> and i and i wish i knew more details because i could we could have like a fun powwow of like well, where would you go first but uh unfortunately we don't we don't have full details I rule. All day, bro. <laughs> let me hold on from the picture i see because based off what i'm seeing it does heavy favor it is heavily favoring mario um of course so i don't know but but it is called nintendo land so they didn't call it mario's 3d land even though that's the title of the game um but they did call it mario you know uh they did call it mario land so i'm sorry they did call it nintendo land so you know maybe it's kind of hidden i think right now based off the photos i'm seeing it's really is just mostly um uh things that you saw on like mario 64 and stuff like that super mario 3d world yeah, like they're getting props from those but you can't call your thing Nintendo Land and then just strictly have Mario. Um, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, I would love to do a Gamecast trip. That would be Gamecast trip to Japan in general would be lit. Uh, I think we would have a great time. None of us know the language, but we would we would figure we would figure that shit out real quick. <laughs> real quick. Mm. So the other one, and I'm super excited for this just because of the timing. I, the timing is beautiful. Uh, so. I just finished The Last of Us 2. Love that game. Uh, well, Jack and I did a, a really cool sort of uh, project on it, and hopefully we're going to release that in the future. And uh, Well, we're going to release it in the future, not hopefully, but hopefully it comes out in the near future based off my editing schedule. Uh, but so good news is, from a movie side of things, Naughty Dog is at it again. Naughty Dog is back at it. Uncharted got greenlit for a movie. We got, you know, we got uh, Tom Holland who's in it. He already shared photos. And, and now Last of Us is greenlit. And not just that, Neil Druckmann, the director of Last of Us and Last of Us Part 2, is set to write and executive produce. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I honestly can't see this failing. Um, that's probably a major knock on wood somewhere, but. I, I see it being successful because Naughty Dog already knows how to build cinematic moments very well. They've been doing it from the beginning. They've been doing it with Uncharted. Um, they've been doing it with Last of Us. I mean, there's times where you, you put your controller down and you're like, I just want to watch. I don't feel like playing anymore. Like, I just, I just want to watch because the performances are so good, meaning that they know they know what to look for in a performance. They, they know what to look for in terms of, you know, uh, to delivering i guess visually delivering the idea that they had in their head or the emotion that they had in their head um so i i see this really going well um and i just this is so impressive to me that they have not one but two movies this is a gaming company i've never seen this before um this is really impressive and let me just to name a, a few more people i don't know if any of these people kind of uh any of these uh, uh, stick out to you, but we have Carolyn Strauss, uh, Evan Wells, Equizel, I don't know who that is, and Carter Swan also to executive produce. Um, let's see. Um, there's really not too much else, uh, too much other information, but the good news is, is that, you know, me seeing Neil's name at the helm of everything really, like, got me excited because Neil, Neil will not, he will not allow this to um he would not allow it to tarnish the brand okay and 
they take risks. They took risks with some decisions with Last of Us 2. And me personally, Jack and I agreed that we liked the risk. We thought it was smart in terms of where we go from here. Uh, Howard, I knew you didn't finish the game, and now we kind of need you to finish no. games so we could <laughs> we could have a real uh, three conversation. Um, mm-hmm. But I got you. oh, I I trust in Neil, and he he has built you know uh, he has built two really good games in the series, and I just my only thing is I don't know where to go in term or where this is going in terms of if this is simply a retelling of the first game or is this set in the universe um and here's where i kind of i guess this is where i'm going to open it up and jack i'll start with you i mean if you had the choice would you want this to be set you want this to just be an adaptation of of last of us one because i know it's definitely more connected to last of us one than two that's the only thing i know um would you want this to be a retelling of last of us one so to answer your question miles just about you know what i think of the last of us adaptation and kind of what they go forward with the television show you know they were talking about how they want this to be a completely different story from the games and how mm-hmm. this is like a different ellie and joel they're inspired off the games but their stories are going to be different mm-hmm. and kind of what i would hope to see is a couple things and really the inclusion of tommy like i hope to see more of like joel and tommy's dynamic as well as just tommy with the crew yeah. Um, as well, you know, Tommy, his wife and like how they help out and then the situation with people around Joel and Ellie, like I still want them to be the focus and I still want the storyline about Ellie being, you know, the cure to still be the focus and everything. But I want them to kind of just develop some sub stuff like I want to see kind of a big bad like human, not just like the infected. I want some humans to be kind of corrupt and stuff, mm-hmm. too. But I also want them to build partnerships kind of like they did with Sam and his brother. Yeah. Um, I will hope to see more of that. And also just some personal connections between the two. I think the one thing about The Last of Us that makes it special is their bond and, you know, how they develop and how they grow. And, you know, I kind of want to see that, but develop it over seasons. Um, like have them already be very close, but, you know, have moments where they have difficult conversations, but they bring it back together. Have moments where they have to trust each other and literally rely on each other, but also have moments where they shine. And if yeah. they can do that, while keeping them both very strong and developing characters with a good supporting cast, then I'm all for it. I'm going to watch it. I, uh, and so I think, let me also make sure I understand. So I'm not confused too. So I know uh, Uncharted is getting a movie. Now, is this a movie or a series? It's the series. I, okay, like okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so that was my fault, definitely in the beginning. I meant to say series, yeah. Um, which, you know, I, I really do hope it goes the route of Mandalorian, um, where it is both episodic, but also there's a there's a clear narrative kind of moving forward. Um, but I'll, I'll expand into that a little bit later. But. So how how what do you think? Like if if you were to see this as a series based off of the first game, since we know you didn't finish the second one, yeah. But based off the first game, yeah. where would you where would you like it to go? Well, well, I mean, first of all, make sure you have the right talent. Like um, get mm-hmm. like a pro- proper casting. The, the uh, um actor can make or break a series. Like if sure. it's a bad like if it's like a bad um. What's, what's the word? I'm looking for this one word. If it's like a bad um script, mm-hmm. I actually can work wonders with it. Because like, um, 
there was like The Witcher. The Witcher was wonderful. I didn't really play The Witcher all that much, but I didn't need to. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's good for anyone who's coming into Last of Us. Oh, this might be interesting. Just have a great story, mm-hmm. a wonderful actor. Um, Henry Cavill is wonderful. And I think um, Tom Hardy would be great in The Last of Us as either Joel or Tommy. And if they get the right actors, then I'm going to watch. But as far as the narrative goes, um, just it's easy. So I waited there. Don't mess it up like they did with um, Avatar. Because mm-hmm. the, the guy, um, what's, the, like, what's the guy who was... Um, who oh, nice the game? oh, wait, who are you, who are you talking about? Um, oh, the guy who made Mandalorian? No, um, the guy um who who made the um, Last of Us. Who is oh, Neil Druckmann. Name? Yeah, so he's gonna be in charge. Like I'm pretty sure he has great vision. Just don't don't be Shyamalan. Don't mess it up, bro. Like it's your <laughs> it's your game. It's gonna be your show. You know what it's about. Just follow the storyline to a T. Then you'll be okay. If you do that, then I feel like you have something grand in your hands. Just don't deviate from the plot in the game and then you'll be fine that's how i feel about it i um i mean it's when you bring up avatar because netflix is making a a series off avatar and that's actually it was a similar story because you had the uh, originally the creators of, of avatar was in the show or not in the show but were at the helm of it and now they left due to creative differences uh, uh, with the, uh, well, I guess, with the Netflix crew, or so <laughs> now we don't know, right? I, I think you know, I, I have faith in Netflix because they, they take their time, they get to understand the source material, but, uh, but I don't, I really don't think, like, I think they're on to something here. I don't, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just hopefulness. Maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe it's just I'm being a little naive. I just, I think that they're going to do it right because one. Again, like I mentioned before, I, I just if they keep it episodic like Mando, that that will work the best. Make it so that you can come in uh, with Mando, you can come into any episode and enjoy it. But if you're trying to understand the overarching story, you need to watch it like the season from the beginning. Um, uh, you know, Rick and Morty does something similar like that. Each episode you can just come in, but if you've been watching it consecutively, you kind of understand why they said that, why this yeah. is like that, why, is, and that's just like Mando. Um, so I, I, to your point, Jack, I hope it spends a bit more time in some of those side characters, uh, uh, like the, the, the brothers, uh, which was got probably the first thing that was like, oh, that was hard to watch, <laughs> um, Sam and his brother. And I, so I hope, I hope they stick it to side characters like that. I, I just think my, my problem with or the problem general adaptations is that you know you're you're trying to cater to the original source material while also trying to do something different um i think because of joel and ellie there's a lot of time skips right so i don't think that we need to retell the moments in the game what i think we should be doing is just expanding on those time skips that and and fill in those holes and shoot and, and because of that we can make this mofo canon, right? Because it's like, oh, all right, it filled in uh, what happened after they left the college and, you know, got to the Fireflies. Like, that, like, normally in game, it's just kind of like, you know, in typical Naughty Dog fashion, it, like, fades to black 
and then you're just like and then and then it comes back and you're like um now we know what happens when it faded to black now we get those little in-betweens um or or they i guess they can do something like the witcher whereas the witcher witchers to your point howard it, it's a great series but it's actually not based off the games it's actually based off the books um so yeah. while the games help with context technically they, they're retelling things of the book but that's because the difference though with the witcher is that it's the material is already kind of there so if the last if last of us decides to go off the reins and not retell story or moments from the first game um then you know they're completely doing what they want to do and I, so I, I think that puts it in both scary but really um interesting territory of what it could potentially evolve into so I'm all for it. I've been saying The Last of Us needed to become either a movie or a series. It's just too damn cinematic for a video game. I think it's even more cinematic than Uncharted. Um, there are, and, you know, I think this is, this the mere fact that this got greenlit is just showing people, like, how impressive uh, this game crafts its narratives. Um, and, you know, for, for many, some people do consider The Last of Us the greatest game of all time. Uh, and you know, there's, and everyone's going to have their sort of pick on that, but there's a reason for that. I think it's, it's a master of its, of its craft and it, and it did something that was so unique and brought a new level to how video games tell their story that, you know, now it's starting to become more common, but if it wasn't for that first story, you know, we, we would all still, uh, we wouldn't have made that next big jump in terms of, uh, graphical fidelity, in terms of storytelling, engaging, uh, voiceover, motion capture performances, it raised the bar. And, I, and I, I'm glad that now Hollywood is noticing it enough to say like, okay, yeah, let's, you got something here. You have a good universe. Let's build on it. Um, and I'm just saying, I volunteer as tribute to be a clicker. I've been working on my clicker noise for the longest time. I'm not going to do it out here because I'm really close to my mic. I'm not trying to deafen anybody, but I have done it a few times. And Sharice is like, which means, okay, I know how to do it. I'm really good at the clicker noise. I'm going to leave it at that. Hire me. Okay. <laughs> my last my last story. Maybe maybe one episode I'll just, just randomly jump into it and just catch everybody off guard. <laughs> um... <laughs> I do live alone, so that's a warning. <laughs> I thought about being one for like either at a cosplay uh, at a convention or, but that's just a lot of makeup and just the, oh, but I would, oh, I would love, and I'm tall too, so I would creep the shit out of, anyway. All right. Uh, um, so we have ragged on sports games quite a bit in our, in our little, in our little show here. And that's with good reason. Uh, I think sports games on top of mobile games are some of the most aggressively monetized um, items in our industry. And, you know, so we, we got to you got to share the stories and share the facts. So EA kind of did something really weird. Um, so EA is launching a FIFA spend tracking tool. Um, very weird. And what it basically does is, like what it says, it tracks, I guess, you know, if you're playing FIFA, you've dumped a, a crap ton of DLC in the game, you know, you've done a lot of microtransactions, and you just kind of lose track of all the things you've spent. Now this tool will give you that visibility of how much you're spending, or I guess how much maybe your child is spending uh, in this game. And, you know, some people had choice thoughts on this 
you look at it one way. If I'm looking at it from one angle, okay, that's cool, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of like if you download uh, like Mint, uh, the Mint app where it tells you, you know, your bill or, or a true bill where it tells you all your subscriptions that you forget about. It's like, oh, shoot, I forgot I'm subscribed to it. You know, da, 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 and you can cancel it, right? So, you know, and one way you can view it that way, that's all right, cool. I get a heads up of like how much, you know, I'm actually spending because it's so easy to, to forget that or lose track of that. Um, but other people are saying this is something a little different. So one of my favorite creators, Angry Joe, uh, he talked about this and he said that what he believes is this is EA prepping themselves for potential lawsuits in the future. Uh, for those that don't know, in London, there has been multiple lawsuits over loot boxes because loot boxes is a form of gambling. And what's happening is these loot boxes are going to the children, right? So these kids are paying it, spending all this money, spending their mommy and daddy's credit card, you know, all of a sudden you just dropped $300 trying to get a stupid, you know, card of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. And your parents are like looking at their bank statements like, bloody hell like what oh, that was my worst accent ever but like <laughs> what happened right so um because of that it actually went kind of far and, and through legal and unfortunately ea didn't necessarily lose but they didn't necessarily win um however ea did <laughs> label it and this uh term became uh, pretty funny and infamous they said that we don't even call it loot boxes we call them surprise, surprise mechanics, mechanics. <laughs> And I remember, I remember watching that video and like, you literally heard like one of the people in the courtroom, like chuckle because it was just such bullshit. Like what? <laughs> Surprise mechanics. Anyway. Um, so from Angie Joe's perspective, he was saying that, you know, it, these lawsuits could very well start happening or very well could be happening here in the States. And this is, could be them protecting themselves. Like, well, look, we've already released, we have a spend tracker tool. Look, all this, all this information is available. So parents know how much their kids are spending on our game. And this is, this is kind of them like covering, you know, see, at my job or in corporate in general, there's a term we like to use. It's called CYA and it's cover your, you know. And so this could very well just be CYA, CYA. So, it, you know, shit hits the fan. Uh, you know, here's the protection. So, you know, I, I, I don't... I I don't like it. I, I mean, to me, to, this is what it tells me. This is what I this is what I think, right? If you have to release a spend tracking tool, then you know that there is a problem. Because other games and other companies don't have to spend, you know, have to create spend tracking tools. So if you know that you've had to go this far, so parents could observe what their parents are or what their kids are spending, or so you could also keep track of your own spending. You know that there's an issue. You know that things are aggressive. And, you know, that's that's not... It's not good. It's not good for... I mean, it's good for you because you know, it gets more money in your pockets. Um, but it's not good because you really are building habits. The reason why this case went far in the UK is because of... There's a, there's a clause that basically protects kids from gambling because it builds bad gambling habits in the future. So gambling is taken very seriously out there. I don't, I don't know why specifically UK, um, but they take gambling very seriously. They do not want kids building habits where they can just gamble their whole fortunes away as they, as they uh, grow up. And we know this is a real problem. Like, I, I don't know if any of you guys know 
someone who has like a real gambling addiction. I, I kind of loosely um, know of, and I've heard of, you know, situations I heard from friends about, you know, their, uh, their company who has, you know, uh, gambling issues. And it's a, it's a real issue. And the problem is that you, you take this game, you take what EA was doing uh, with FIFA, Madden, all that good stuff. And you, you couple that with the gambling that's put in these mobile games, right? People spend 60, 70, $89 in cash, clash of clans. Um, it's like, it's really aggressive. It's really aggressive. So you take all that, you got six year olds who are truly gambling their money away and don't even know like what is doing to their psyche. And then as they get older, they're just not set up for success. Right. So, uh, there comes a point where, yes, the government does have to step in because, unfortunately, perfect example, with standard gambling and slot machines and all that stuff, there are laws in place. Like, there are laws in place when it comes to that. However, gaming doesn't have any laws when it comes to gambling because it's in a very gray area. Uh, so what they're trying to do now is push it so that there are restrictions, if not at least restrictions, at least there's more information on the box. There's more things that maybe if you're selling a game, uh, kind of like a like a cigarette package, it says like, hey, this can cause that. You know, if you're your main game, like, hey, by the way, here are there are serious gambling. Like to me, I think it'll be a win when on a on a game disc, I wish I or game box, I wish I had one as a, an example, but uh, on a game box, it says like gambling, just straight gambling, on it. And so then a parent who's reading the, you know, reading the ESRB rating and then reading the description. All right. Uh, looks like, uh, there's butt sex. Uh, looks like there's, you know, crazy, all this crazy stuff. And then it's like, Oh, and gambling. Oh, Oh, oh gambling. <laughs> Johnny put that down. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> something. Oh, how dare they gambling in games now? God, what have we turned to? Uh, so I think that'll be a serious win. Uh, for the industry when we can when it's at least a loot box sort of scenario when it's a loot box just put gambling stop this bs of surprise mechanics stop mislabeling it it's gambling just put it on the box and then we're good to go and then you know at least fine that at that point it's up to your discretion if you think your kid is is mature enough to handle that and you give him 50 dollars and you know he's not going to drop all 50 on you know is is you know nba player or fifa player then okay um, and when he's an adult, then it's whatever. Uh, then who cares? But I think, especially if it's a game that's under, um, sorry, what's the rating? Is you got M? What was it like T? Then T thirteen or something like that? T ten? It's E E ten. E ten. T M. It used to have A for adult only. Yeah. But I think that's. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never even seen an adult only game. I I don't know. Uh, I think San Andreas got it for a bit when they had the hot the coffee. coffee? Mod. Yeah, the hot coffee. Then they took it down. Yeah. Mm. That was an interesting mod. Yeah. <laughs> Not, I mean, I had to view it for science just to make sure it worked. But... Of course. It's got to be thorough. Look, yeah. you got to make sure. Look, I can't sit here talking about it. You can't report it. the news if you don't see it. So, And I and I saw it. I, yeah. I recorded it. Uh, so, so, yeah. I, I'm hoping that like for E... E, E10 up to teen that if there's loot boxes on it they could just put gambling on the box good yeah. and then yeah if it's M who M who cares uh, you know yeah like at that point even if you're 13 years old 
there's already a law that's saying, you know, okay, we can't sell this game to you unless you have a guardian that's over the age of 18, right? Or, or something like that, parent or guardian. So then at that point, we at least know then another party could step in, read the description, and then be like, ah. You know, so I, I, I hope that we go in that direction. But for now, EA is getting away with evil. But ho hopefully this tool just puts more things on the map. And, you know, we can just end this evil tirade. I don't want anything bad to happen to EA. I still think they're a good company. I, I really like some of their games. <laughs> Look, some of their games are good. Some of their games are good. But I think they're really aggressive. They were voted most hated company in the in the country two years in a row. That was insane. Um, you know, so I, I want them to do better. I think they do. I give credit where credit is due, but I think this is one tactic of theirs that gots to go. Um, but that is about it for me. I again, now open it up to both of y'all, see if y'all saw anything. Uh, Howard, I will start with you. Um, for me, I just saw like uh, Miles Morales. Like, they're really pro black. They mm. named the street in there after Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, I saw that. Saw that. Thank you. <laughs> and um, there's a Black Lives Matter uh, mural, uh, mural in the game, which I'm, I have to find that. So I've been looking for that tonight. <laughs> and I just love how very forward their like, insomniac is with the whole Black Lives Matter movement and just their pro-blackness. That's that's <laughs> wonderful. Refreshing to see. Um it just makes me happy to be in my skin, that mm. there's some support out there. What a time to be alive, you know. Yeah. What a time. Yeah, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Sip and lean. Uh, I saw that. I saw the, the, the Bozeman street. And I think, so I think what was happening is people saw that street and then they were like, mm. Bozeman? I wonder. And then I think Insomniac made the official statement. So it's like people had saw it before. But now Insomniac made the official statement, like, yeah, this was named after. <laughs> Although part of me did wonder if they just straight up said that. They're like, oh, shit, think about that. Like, Yo, use that, use that. <laughs> yeah, it was named after the great Chadwick Boseman that passed away. And no, I'm just kidding. No, no, they definitely, Insomniac has shown. I think, you know, Insomniac in general has really shown that they're very culturally conscious um, of a company. I, you know, from, from their previous titles and things like that as well. I think they've, so I... I'm glad they show they they really showcase that this is a, a truly uh, multicultural story because Miles Morales' yeah. universe is very multicultural, uh, especially in comparison to Peter Parker's. Like I've been reading, I've been reading the book uh, Miles's book, not my book, his book, and it's it, just like from the first couple chapters, I was just like, damn, this book is black. You know, it's just you know, like, like it's just a. a it, it, and you know I, I read his I have some of his comics too and I'm just like this is just a straight this is just a, a culture like it's just yeah from the his from his Latina roots uh, Latino uh, roots and his uh, his black roots I mean and they kind of really I love that they both get play too you know mm -hmm. I, like, that, that's pretty cool so yeah that, big ups to them uh, I'll eventually get the game I just don't have money <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if I didn't buy this PS5, I would have bought it for you. Oh, one last that. thing. His mom is a snack. Like, have you seen her? People keep sexualizing that woman, and I'm like, listen, I'm trying to protect, I am trying to protect her with every fiber being of having this damn internet. Because she, she means a lot to me, all right? But everybody is sexualizing this poor woman. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> 
I got. Let me, let me download this game. <laughs> just, I got the PlayStation app. <laughs> let me no, I'm just kidding. That's funny. I do. I, I mean, I mean, she was kind of. She looked good in, after the Spider Verse. I mean, you know, Latina. I, all right, I'm done. The game does her justice, bro. The movie too, like she was. Uh, I'm just saying, she's a snack and I'm famished. Good to know. (laughs) Thanks, Howard. (laughs) With a good insight. (laughs) Yeah, what does Spider Man say in Family Guy? You only get one. (laughs) Okay, I'll take two. I'm done. Jack, you go. <laughs> so I got a couple of things, but uh, they're really quick, and then the last thing's pretty lengthy. Um, <laughs> speaking of keeping the mouth around Strain going, and no, it does not have to deal with his mom this time. Um, I platinumed the game. Uh, 100%ed it. It was my second platinum of all time. I platinumed Spider-Man 2018, and I was like, I'm definitely going to platinum this one. It was definitely one of my favorite platinums of all time. I will not spoil anything, but uh, this game, for everyone who said it was DLC, for everyone who complained about the length, for everyone that called this Spider-Man light, meet me outside. I cannot fight, but I can try my best to uh, do some damage because this is my game of the year. Spider-Man light. Yeah. That's yeah, okay. I, I've been hearing it on the internet. This is a reskin. This is just Peter with a different like, flavor. I've been hearing it all on Al Gore's internet, and I want to say this right here. This is my game of the year. Um, it is so well done. The story is one of my favorites of all time. Mm. Like it's definitely worth playing. It's definitely worth replaying. Mm. Um, but I had a ton of fun, and it's a you know I recommend 100% everything you can doing on the side missions. Just giving this game a fair shot because I will I will never compare Peter and Miles because they both mean so much to me. But playing as Miles was more fun than playing as Peter mm. in terms of everything you get, and I'll leave it at that. Okay. So no. buy this I game, agree. and if if you play it on PS4, or PS5. Not really much of a difference. I was blown away on PS5, but I've also seen people streaming on PS4. It's good. Hmm. Um, continuing on with the PS5, that and the Xbox Series S and X are really hard to get. So good luck to everybody. Uh, Best Buy and Walmart have been having their issues. Um, I think Walmart went up at like 1 a.m. last night on the East Coast. And yeah, no it was really 12 on Central. I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> been wild. Shout out to the homie Jay Witz. I know he was trying to get one, so I kept tagging him in tweets, but I was long asleep then. Uh, so everyone who's trying to get it, good luck. Do not play them scalper prices, but just it's out there. Um, and then the last couple things I'll touch on is the Game Awards the nominations came out. A lot of interesting nominations. Um, Game of the Year nominations like The Last of Us 2. Shout out to Hades getting nominated. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. I got no beef with the people that made Hades. I'm just mad y'all came out with it this year. Yeah. Lucky 2 would have had that indie game of the year. Super Giant had to release this damn demon. <laughs> and I'm getting berated with Spelunky 2 get out of here comments. And I'm trying not to cry about it. But y'all know my love is Spelunky 2. I voted for that thing twice. Get indie game of the year. And that I might be the only person that voted for it. But that is okay. <laughs> I stand by it. I love that game, but now all due respect, like Super Giant of Hades, it's a great game. I actually want to play it because of the hype around it. But games like that, and Animal Crossing got nominated for Game of the Year, which I, you know I didn't see that coming. I really didn't yeah. see that coming. But you know what? You know why it got nominated for Game of the Year? Because it released at the perfect time. Right. It, it released at the heart of the pandemic. Shoot, you can actually call what's happening now the second heart of the pandemic because these numbers <laughs> are crazy. But it released at the heart of the pandemic. And I think that played into, because it had a cult, almost like when you think of Corona, 
you you can't also help but think of Animal Crossing. Right. right? It, it was one of those things where it's like it was like a few key things that happen, and Animal Crossing was one of them. And so I think because of that, it almost has like a like a a, a historical timeline almost with this country almost with the world it, it was like it, I, I was thinking about that the other day because i'm like animal crossing is incredible but why did none of the other ones get nominated and i had to think about the the larger story of that game um and, and what it meant for people during this global pandemic so but but yes continue yeah and then um you know i'm just hyped for all the nominations it was really good um the only thing is i wish spider-man miles morales got nominated for game of the year but due to the timing yeah. of the timeline yeah. Yeah. it was out too late but it did get nominated for best direction and naji jeter my boy got nominated for best voice actor but he's up against like laura bailey nasty mm-hmm. johnson the guy that does the voice of hades and also the lead voice for uh ghost of tsushima so i really wish they could split that award in five and just be like you all win because they're all talented so mean girls the yeah. crown <laughs> <laughs> and then my last note, not to end on a sour note, but uh, this kind of goes into Nintendo. Uh, for those that don't know, um, this is kind of big news going around the internet. The Smash Brothers Melee community specifically, both Smash Brothers Melee and Ultimate, usually have a tournament called the Big House, where they get people together. They'll kind of have a house together, but due to COVID, they were going to do it digitally. Unfortunately, um, Slippy is this new service that was up, and it connected people that had the ISO for Super Smash Brothers Melee to fight online, which was never done. Like, Melee couldn't be done online because it was doing the GameCube era. Yeah. And you can only play with friends and stuff. Long story short, Nintendo shut it down. Um, and it's really disheartening because we're in a time of the pandemic. We've been connecting digitally. We have our gaming nights. We just played Among Us with our friends on, like, Friday. I am a big Nintendo Sony fanboy, but I'm really disappointed and disheartening because I don't get why this had to happen. You know, it's not like they were selling the game illegally. It's not like they were modding the game. It's not like they were messing with the game's IP. And I get Nintendo has to be protective of their brand. But it's literally the most passionate fans you got in the world playing a game that's over 10 years old at this point together. And I'm just sad about it. Like, you know, I really hope they change their mind. You've been seeing a free Melee hit hashtag on social media, especially Twitter, but just not a fan. I'm holding back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding back a rant. Okay. Let's to, one thing I need to make very clear. Very clear. It's not Nintendo of America. It's Nintendo of Japan. That's the first thing that people need to understand. I don't know what the hell is going on in Nintendo of Japan. But I swear, if you don't do things by their book, they will shut it down immediately. Um, Nintendo of America has embraced community. Nintendo of Japan embraces (laughs) their IPs. Now, granted, their IPs have made them very successful. Um, but Nintendo of America understands that you take the IP, you throw it out in the world, you create the art, and you let the user build on that, right? You know, people, you have some really talented individuals, people who can, you know, who mod games and create their own games from, you know, the original source material, and, you know, people who create incredible programs like that, that all of a sudden makes like like land-based gameplay you know all off the internet i mean um but because it is technically changing the fundamentals of how that game operates the ip they shut it down that's why they shut it down um and it's bullshit (laughs) uh it's bullshit nintendo i'm not a fan of nintendo japan 
I think their 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 track record is widely known and documented throughout most a mm-hmm. uh, bunch of creators. They and this has been it's been the and I just I can't believe they still have not adopted this stuff. Um, yeah, they've been stuck in the past for a while. Like one thing never frustrated me is like a mini side story to this. Uh, you know, Zelda: Age of Calamity came out. And people were hyped for it. So some people got their copies like early, whether it was like across the globe or some people in the US. They got banned off Twist for a day for it. And I'm like, why? Because just make it a worldwide release or put on a damn game you can't play to release day in caps. Because people are going to get this game early. They shouldn't be punished for it if they bought it with the hard on money. Like it just, I I don't get it. Like why would they get a ban? They could have got a warning. They could have got a, hey, don't do this again. Their account got banned for 24 hours, and it's ridiculous. And it was scaring other content creators in my timeline saying, oh, I can't play it right now. I got to wait. Like, And they were only going to play a couple hours of that, but they got the copy in their hands. It shipped to them early. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, it, it's one of those things where it just kind of bothered me a lot. Yeah, they they, they bother me a lot. Yeah. If I, if I, I want to visit Nintendo's headquarters, but I want to visit, I think Nintendo America is in Seattle. I know it's definitely mm-hmm. Washington. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't have a desire to visit Nintendo Japan just because of these continued stories that that stem from them. But I really wanted to visit Nintendo of America when Reggie was there. Not saying I would have ever run into him. I mean, he's an exec, and corporate execs are always on, always on flights, um, always traveling. But it still would have been like super dope. He just happened to be there, and he's in his office. I probably would have faint. I probably just like shook his hand and be like, oh, and then he'd be like, yeah, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I. That that sucks. That really sucks. I'm not I'm not a big melee fan, but I, I I respect and understand that the melee community is no goddamn joke. And if you think you're good at melee, watch them and you realize you are trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is I, I I accepted that a long time ago. And maybe I can I can do some leeway in brawl. I still think brawl was my best one to date. Uh, but melee is a whole different animal. It's too way too goddamn quick. Yeah. Um, but still really impressive. But yeah, in terms of the, the video game awards, uh, I actually forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of names. You know, uh, we have Final Fantasy VII Remake, Animal Crossing, uh, Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, so, you know, a lot of big titles. Uh, it does really, it does bring me back, though, to probably one of my favorite game of the years, which was 2018, when literally it was Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, yeah. and then like Celeste. And Larry was like, what the fuck is Celeste doing here? And I was like, yes! <laughs> I was like, you don't get it! Yeah, 2018 <laughs> was one of them damn hitter years where, like, every month had a banger. And Oof. I believe that was, like, the year where Sonic Mania and Crash came yeah. out, too. And, like, I'm sitting there, 90s, like, hyping it up. Like, new Sonic game. Uh, it's a what? It's a classic <laughs> Sonic game. I flipped out. And, like, that was honestly, like, debatably my game of the year. And yeah. then I played God of War. Was like, well, damn, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, y'all, y'all know what my game of the year was for that year. Uh, although, although funny, I, you know, I, I recently beat Red Dead Redemption Two, and now, like, looking back, I, I'm like, okay, with Red Dead Redemption Two, because Red Dead Redemption Two is incredible. Like, if I were to give my own personal game of the year from what I finished, it would be Red Dead Redemption Two. <laughs> but since that game came out two years ago, uh, it can't count. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I was so proud of Celeste, but I need to stop talking about that game because it's 2020. Uh, definitely Last of Us 2 is, is my choice. Although I have to be very, very honest in that I didn't play a single one of the other ones. <laughs> the only one I played was Last of Us 2 and Animal Crossing. So unlike 
unlike 2018 where I played every single one of the nominees, um, this time I'm like, ooh, I can't, I don't even, I can't, I feel like I can't even provide my opinion because I just and dude, the salt on that internet can, if the Last of Us two wins. I, ooh. We talked about this, bro. We talked about that. I hope it wins. And I hope it claps back every single hater. And I hope they say, it's fraud. And I hope they riot in the goddamn streets. Because that game deserved it. I, ooh, oh, I hope it wins out of spite. I hope the Game Awards, I hope the Game Awards is rigged. And that they are just like, we're going to make, because this game was so incredible. Because the gaming community can be very toxic. We made this game of the year. Clap back. Shut the fuck. Okay, let me stop. Um... Yeah, I think uh, I think it well deserved the the I think it well deserved the title, but I I haven't played the I do really want to play Final Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy Seven remake. I'm actually going to uh, I was looking at the different Black Friday uh, uh, ads and hoping to maybe pick that up. Whoever's gonna have it the cheapest, I'll probably pick it up from there. And um, but but yeah, other than that, uh, you know, I'm pretty excited. Uh, did they say when? I don't remember the timeline of this typically, and I don't know if COVID delays stuff too. But did we say like when the when the announcement would be actually made? Like, or when even is the the video game awards? It's December tenth, uh, and okay. the cool thing is like people have a right to co-stream it. So I was looking at the time, oh. and I'm like, I'm 100 percent doing that. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. All right, that's pretty cool. Uh, I see. So December tenth. Okay, cool. All right, December tenth. I'm about, all right. I'm about to jump in your stream then. We're gonna watch it. Yeah, I'm about to say Gamecast, we're gonna put a Discord up. We can chat during it and just like have all our reactions and stuff. Yeah. Um I'm oh yeah, we could share it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely down for that. We could we could do that because we could share seven to eleven though. That's the only thing. So I don't know if Howard has uh, work or like, seven PM to eleven. Yeah. Oh yeah, seven PM December uh, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, December time. I gotta see it because I'm trying to like wow so I'm trying to move into a new house. So yeah. I'm gonna, like Oh hey, okay. Hey. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, so um, a little bit crazy right now, but the temp should be open for me. Yeah, oh, cool. I, that's, that's not like, it's a little far, but like not that far kind of thing. Like it's yeah. far enough that we might know what's happening and stuff, but um, yeah, luckily it's at, at night. And I think that that work, that would work, uh, Jack. If you were to stream it, then we'll share your stream in Discord and then have, you know, so everyone can get there live and that's pretty, pretty cool. Uh, and I don't, I don't know exactly when the... The ticket has to be in, you know, for, you know, but we'll, we'll see. So, uh, but pretty cool. But other than that, that is about it from us. Um, we will just see you guys in the next video. See ya. Peace. Peace. Um, or an adaptation, or would you want this to be, um, other things set in that universe and if so you know what would you like to see in like a film sort of adaptation of this